Welcome to Vaginas, Vulvas, and Vibrators with Jordan Donnell. This is a safe place to learn about women's health and sexual wellness. I'm your host, Jordan Donnell, physician assistant, women's sexual health educator, and intimacy coach. On today's episode, we are covering vaginitis. You are about to learn about the most common types of vaginitis, bacterial vaginosis, yeast infections, and trichomonas. This is the second episode on infections of the genital tract. Before we get started, I have a special offer for you. I have created the ultimate guide to foreplay with hot tips and tricks to spice it up. Get your copy of my ultimate guide by going to foreplay.vaginasvulvasandvibrators.com. Hope you enjoy my bonus gift to you. You can find the link in the bio. All right, so vaginitis. Who has heard of that term? That is the very medical term for inflammation of the vagina. So vaginitis is the inflammation of the vagina that can result in discharge, itching, and pain. Typically, vaginitis is caused by a change in the normal balance of vaginal bacteria or an infection. The most common types of vaginitis are bacterial vaginosis, yeast infections, and trichomonas. There are other causes of vaginitis. Some of those include different skin disorders. It can be an indicator of cancer, Atopic vaginitis, which is commonly seen in postmenopausal women with decreased estrogen levels, and there are other different causes of vaginitis as well. So today we are going to cover the most common ones. Now, if you have not listened to the last episode, you're going to want to do that. In the last episode, we talked all about normal discharge, which is very important to understand before we talk about abnormal discharge. So hit pause, go back and check that one out real quick if you haven't done so already. So first up is bacterial vaginosis or BV. This is the most common vaginal condition in women 15 to 44. I see this all the time in practice. BV is caused by the change in the normal bacteria found in the vagina and leads to an overgrowth of the bacteria. There is an imbalance of the good and bad bacteria that are normally found in the vagina. This type of vaginitis is not believed to be sexually transmitted. However, multiple sexual partners and new sexual partners does increase the risk of having BV. And it is most commonly seen in women who are sexually active. Bacterial vaginosis does not come from toilet seats, bedding, or swimming pools. So how would you know if you have BV? Most commonly, you are going to notice a fishy odor with your discharge. Sometimes that odor is going to be more noticeable after intercourse. The discharge a lot of times becomes very thin. It can be white to gray in color. And frequently it is very itchy, especially outside the vagina on the vulva. It can be painful or feel like the vagina is even burning. Sometimes you might notice some burning with urination as well. And a lot of times I do see women come in who feel like they have a UTI, a urinary tract infection, when in fact what's actually going on is a bacterial vaginosis. If you are experiencing these symptoms, do go see your provider. 
Many times we'll be able to make the diagnosis based on how you are describing it. However, sometimes we're going to want to take a look. Now, in order for you to be fully prepared for your visit, I'm going to warn you about a couple of things. When we suspect bacterial vaginosis, we might do something called a whiff test. And I promise you, now this might sound crazy, but what we're doing is smelling to see if we notice that common fishy smell. This is part of diagnosing bacterial vaginosis. I promise your provider is not crazy. So when they go and do this, just know they are doing their job. But if you don't know that ahead of time, it can seem very odd what they are doing. From my personal experience, before I had gone to PA school, this had happened and I had no idea what she was doing. So my goal is to help prepare you for your visit. Something else your provider might do is take a cotton swab to obtain some discharge to either send to the lab or use a microscope in the office to look for clue cells. Clue cells are an indicator of bacterial vaginosis as well. As far as treatment goes, sometimes it'll go away without treatment, but many times we'll give you a medication called Flagyl. Whatever you do, do not drink alcohol with this medication. It is like an instant hangover. Many people will experience flushing, which is redness and warmth of the face when you mix this medication with alcohol. However, it does come in a vaginal insert. I prefer to prescribe the vaginal insert to my patients. The last time I took the oral medication, I vowed that I would never put my patients through that. A lot of times you're going to have a very metallic taste and the pill is very hard to swallow. So I always try to offer the vaginal insert before the oral medication, unless my patient does not want the vaginal insert. But you can thank me later and ask for the vaginal insert. An interesting fact about bacterial vaginosis is that if you have BV, it actually increases your risk of contracting other sexually transmitted infections. So if you are experiencing that fishy odor or some changes in your discharge, make sure you see your provider to help identify what is going on for you. The next type of vaginitis we're going to talk about is yeast infections. Yeast infections are very, very common. In fact, three out of four women will have one at some point in their lifetime. It's most often caused by a naturally occurring fungus, Candida albicans, but there are other types of yeast and fungus that can grow in the vaginal canal. Yeast infections are not sexually transmitted. A couple of things that can increase your risk of having a yeast infection is going to be antibiotic use. So if you frequently get yeast infections after using antibiotics, always ask your provider for the yeast infection treatment when they give you the antibiotics. Usually we will go ahead and write you the prescription for the yeast infection treatment and save you that trip. Another condition that increases your risk of having yeast infections is diabetes, and that is why it's so important to make sure that you are controlling your sugars to help reduce your risk of yeast infections. There are some medications as well, some diabetes medications in particular, that do increase your risk of yeast infection. Some other medications that can affect your risk of getting a yeast infection is birth control with higher amounts of estrogen. That will also do it. And if you listen to the last podcast, you know that douching also increases your risk of yeast infections, so don't do that either. Now, if you have a yeast infection, what you are most commonly going to see is a thick white discharge that resembles cottage cheese. 
So usually with my patients, I ask them if they're having some cottage cheese-like discharge. You'll never look at cottage cheese the same, but that is usually what you're going to see. You might also have a little bit of itching. Typically, you do not have any odor with a yeast infection. You can have some pain or burning with urination, pain with intercourse, and maybe even some redness, burning, or swelling of the vagina and vulva. Many times your provider will make a diagnosis based on the description. However, they may want to take a look and examine your discharge. The treatment for yeast infections is typically a one-time dose of Diflucan. You can use the -the over-the-counter Monistat, but that's at a lower dose, so a lot of times you're going to need the prescription-strength Diflucan. One thing to keep in mind is that some women will have recurrent bacterial vaginosis or yeast infections. No matter what they do to try to prevent them, there are different treatment options out there if you are having recurrent infections, so be sure to talk to your provider if you are continuing to have an ongoing issue. The last type of vaginitis we're going to cover today is trichomonas. This is a sexually transmitted infection, a very common one nevertheless, but this is our first STI that we are talking about. This is the most common curable STI, and believe it or not, it is actually more common in older women than younger women. Trichomonas, also called trich, is caused by a parasite protozoa. The parasite passes from an infected individual to an uninfected person during intercourse. It's usually spread from the urethra on male anatomy and on women, it's spread from the vagina, cervix, vulva, or urethra. The parasite does not commonly infect other body parts like hands, mouth, and anus. Having trick does increase your risk of getting and spreading other STIs, so you're going to want to keep that in mind. One thing that you're going to notice as we talk about other STIs is that it's very, very common to have asymptomatic or no symptoms when you have an STI. So 70% of individuals who are infected with TRIC are asymptomatic. Only 30% develop symptoms. The symptoms range anywhere from mild irritation to severe inflammation and are typically seen about 5 to 28 days after being infected if you have symptoms. The common symptoms for trick include a greenish-yellowish discharge. Sometimes it can be frothy, but not always. For men, they may notice itching and irritation inside the penis, during urination, or with ejaculation. They may even notice discharge from the penis. For women, they may notice itching, burning, redness, or soreness of the genitals, and potentially discomfort with urination. You might even notice copious amounts of discharge. So lots and lots of discharge. So remember when we were talking on our last episode about discharge, the amount of discharge, if that changes a lot, that can be an indicator of trichomonas. When you see your provider for this, a lot of times we'll be able to treat based on your description, but frequently we're going to want to do a pelvic exam. On the pelvic exam, there's a couple of things we're going to look at. First of all, we're going to take a look at the discharge. Is it that yellow-greenish color? Then we're also going to take a look at the cervix. Does that appear abnormal, normal? A lot of times with trichomonas, we're going to see something called a strawberry cervix, where the cervix has a bunch of red spots on it. And you're also going to be able to, a lot of times, see that discharge coming out of the cervical opening. 
sometimes on a pap smear, the results will show a trichomonas as well. Something very, very interesting is that trichomonas is not commonly tested for when you ask for STD testing, unless you specifically request it. As far as treatment goes, it is treatable. Reinfection is very common, so it is important that all partners are tested and treated at the same time. About one in five will be reinfected within three months after receiving treatment. To prevent reinfection, abstain from sex until everyone has been treated and any symptoms go away, which is about seven days. Sometimes we will want you to get retested in about one to three months to ensure treatment was completed and reinfection didn't occur. To prevent getting trick, I would encourage limiting the number of sexual partners and or practicing monogamy and of course using condoms. So that wraps up today's discussion on vaginitis and the most common types of vaginitis. So let's quickly recap the highlights of this episode. A fishy smell is commonly seen with bacterial vaginosis. White cottage cheese discharge is common with a yeast infection and green discharge and lots of discharge is usually seen with trichomonas. If you are noticing abnormal discharge, Go see your provider for evaluation. If you aren't sure if your discharge is normal or not, go see your provider. They can help you learn what is normal and not normal for you. Not all abnormal discharge is a sexually transmitted infection, and many things can affect your discharge. Hopefully today you learned something new. This podcast is sponsored by Pure Romance by Jordan Jones, offering top bath and beauty products and relationship enhancement items. Check out the link in the bio to start shopping. Thank you for joining today and continuing to bring awareness to women's health. If you love the show, please subscribe so you never miss another episode and leave a review for others to see. If you want to see me on the daily, you can check out my bio for links to all my pages. Be sure to share this episode with your girlfriends. Thanks again and see you next episode.